Welcome to Hyperspace Conversations, part of the Legal Aliens Network. Find the Legal Aliens live on Twitch with podcast episodes and show clips on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. Hyperspace Conversations and podcast episodes are also available on all podcast platforms. Well, it's the end of 2022, and normally when I think about this, it would be me celebrating or crying miserably at my national team doing good or bad in the World Cup. Because this is a World Cup year, and you would think, oh, June, July, well, it's already happened. Well, nope, not this time. Qatar is our host for this newest edition of the World Cup, and yeah, due to the being in the Middle East and being extremely, extremely hot out there during the summer months. For the first time ever, the World Cup is happening in November and December. So, obviously, what a lot is gonna ha- what's going to really happen is all the leagues are going to be shutting down for a month just to give the players a chance to get acclimated to their national teams and get ready for potentially lifting a very sweet trophy. Not many can say they've done that. Luckily, my, my country, Argentina, has done it twice, but that's another story. So, what I like to do is kind of give a, I guess, Mario version of a World Cup pre- preview and a bit of a prediction, prediction segment. See what will happen, because I honestly don't even know what's going to happen. But it's fun, to, it's fun to figure out what could and could not happen, and maybe see some surprises some unfortunate circumstances and anything crazy happening whenever that ter- whenever it happens in the tournament. So let's let's just start off with the why. Why is the World Cup happening now at this part of the year rather than a few months ago? Well, when the World Cup was awarded to Qatar in 2010, it was quickly decided and they realized rather rather, you know, astutely that yeah, it's going to be too hot during the normal window uh, when they usually do it during June and July. So this is going to be the first ever winter world cup. A lot of people have their opinions on it. So do I, it's going to be really hard for the players who will get picked to be on their respective national teams to kind of go quickly from playing in their domestic leagues to doing international play. But at least for the club, for all the club teams, leagues are going to stop for the most part. Most of them will start Eh, around Christmas time or maybe early January. So we'll see how that works out for for teams. And obviously, a lot of them are going to be praying to, to, their, to their gods that their players don't get hurt. So when is it going to start? So November 20th is our first day of World Cup play. It's not going to be a sexy start, I will be honest. I, you will see during my group stage group stage previews and whatnot who starts and all that um so it's going to be november 20th and then the final is going to be taking place a week before christmas december 18th so time time wise in terms of games if if we're going to base this on where we're where the legal aliens is from being in the united states and the eastern time zone group stage games will start at either 5 a.m 8 a.m 11 a.m and 2 p.m so, not the worst thing in the world, to be honest. I know maybe for the West Coast folks, you know, that listen to us will probably kind of be a little irritated. I know 
They, I mean, if to be fair, if you're getting up for your Premier League games and La Liga games and all that, then I think you'll be able to do this. You have the willpower to do it. So, in the and of course here in the U.S., I know obviously I can't just I can't you know I, now we're not in the U, we're in the U.S. So keeping it based here, where and how can we watch? Well, if we're in the United States, in English you can watch it on any of the Fox networks. TV you'll have it in Spanish for Telemundo and any NBC Universal, and obviously Peacock will also have games streaming on there as well for in Spanish of course. So. Let's do a bit of a preview and maybe some predictions as to who will be coming out of each group and kind of seeing how far any all these teams will go. So, starting off in Group A, and you're going to see why I mentioned that it's not going to be the sexiest of starts, but Group A, you have the host Qatar, you have Senegal, Ecuador, and the Netherlands who make their first appearance in a World Cup since 2010, which is... Still hard to believe, considering how good they are. But, I mean, you could say the same thing about Italy now, so there you go. So, you could say that maybe Senegal and Ecuador will be the ones who fight for second place. And obviously a lot of people are going to think, oh, Netherlands have it, it's first place. Done and dusted. They're going to do it. And, to be fair, they have so much talent. If you look, starting in the bat in their back, Virgil van Dijk. And you go up to, you say, Frankie de Jong. Up top, Memphis Depay, even. So, they should be able to blitz this group. Maybe not, but you never know. It's weird with the Netherlands, but it's hard to believe they won't finish in first place in this group. As for Qatar, let's go to the hosts. Are we going to see a host nation bow out of the group stage again? The answer is yes, unfortunately. It hasn't happened since 2010 with South Africa, but I just think that Qatar, uh, not, it's just the talent level. I'm sure, you know, it, you know, you have that host nation, you know, kind of advantage, obviously. But uh, outside for the Netherlands, you look at Ecuador and Senegal. And Senegal, if you do know your, if you do know your teams, Senegal's led by the one and only Sadio Mane. As a Liverpool fan, I'm still sad that he's not on our team. Anyway, he Senegal took out Egypt in the group stage, not the group stage, the final of the African Cup of Nations a few months ago. They can have the ability to progress. Ecuador will be an interesting one as well. They had, you know, a South American squad. They, were, they did okay in the in the qualifying stages. They have the ability to continue on. They've done it before. It's not that it wouldn't be the first time. So, where would I see Group A leading? Obviously, I would say Netherlands will be top. That's that's my that thing. That's my thing. That their quality is too good. It's unmatched compared to the other three. Ecuador and Senegal will definitely. I think it's going to come down to when they play against each other in the last group stage game. That's going to be, I think, the one to watch out of this group. The flip side, you could say maybe, maybe Qatar sneaks a few points in there. You never know; it, it, it could be crazy. Any of the three could realistically. And the the crazy thing is, one or, one or one or more of these teams could possibly lose to, you know, or possibly lose or just not beat Qatar, and then realistically, any of these teams could win 
with like a few points. I don't know, four, not four, five, six, who knows? I will say for my prediction on Group A, based on what I've seen, Netherlands, I will say, will go first. And sorry, Qatar, you're not advancing. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it a little bit of bias. I don't know. Hmm. The bias thing. Do I say Senegal for Sadio Mane or do I say Ecuador because of my South American roots? I will go with Ecuador. I will slightly go with Ecuador on this one. I'll give it. I'll give it to them. Now, Group B. And hold on to your hats, American fans. You're gonna have to give me. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to reason. You're gonna have to like understand me just a little bit here. Uh, so Group B, you will have England, you will have the United States, you have Wales, and you have Iran. England, let's be honest, they haven't looked so amazing in the last six months or so, six to ten months. So let's put it that way. Sure, almost won the European Championship. Probably should have won the European Championship, in all honesty. They have a team that could win the World Cup. They honestly do. Their their depth is very deep. But perplexingly, they haven't been playing so great. And and that stupid, weird, I don't know, the UEFA Nations League thing, they got relegated from it. So, well, from their group. They're from Class A, if you want to call it that. So, it's going to be... Interesting to see how they kind of kick themselves in the rear to just okay, we're in the World Cup now. Let's let's make it all the way, which they could. I totally see them still as one of the teams to possibly win it. I don't think they will, but they could. Iran is probably going to be one of the weird ones on this group. I totally I totally see Iran coming in second place just because of how weird this could go. It's that and they could snag points from Wales and U.S. It, it, it's possible, but I don't see it. So I'm gonna keep it, keep it local and stay stick with the U.S. and, and I, either them against Wales. They don't. Wales don't have the most intimidating of teams. Um, I mean, they have Gareth Bale. Let's put it that way. They do have Gareth Bale. They have star power in a sense, but I believe. The U.S. have more talent than Wales. However, their inconsistency in the last year or so, and probably more, have really questioned my ability to pick them for second place in this group. Based on because now here now if you don't know how like group stages work, especially with the knockout rounds, if the U.S. qualify out of the group, they would face. Somebody from Group A, so which I mentioned would be probably either Netherlands, Senegal, or Ecuador. Depending on how things go, the U.S. can theoretically make the quarterfinal, and I and I think that would be my ceiling for them in terms of progression in this tournament. Let's wait until 2026 when we host it. That's where we're gonna be like, okay, boys, this is your time. Let's see what you can do with it. So quarterfinals, I think, could be is my goal for this team. And obviously, with the talent they have, Christian Pulisic, Weston McKinney, uh, goal and goalkeeper goalkeeper spot. I mean, it's gonna be hard to pick who you want as a goalie there. Do you want Matt Turner? Do you want Zach Steffen? My issue here also with the U.S. is that who is your striker? Who is gonna be your your number nine or number ten? They they don't really have a bona fide striker, and sometimes they've been putting Pulisic up top there too instead of on the wing. So. It, it's so hard. 
it's so hard to pick this. And and, and I have to say this too. US, the U.S. didn't do wasn't really that amazing in qualifying. Also, they were like what? I mean, they were third in the group, only beating Costa Rica on goal difference. And if it wasn't for that, they would have had to play in a playoff just to get in the World Cup. And they may have lost that. You never know. It's just it's just how weird things are with them. Uh, I want to say. I want to say the U.S. I'm still going to back them to be second in the group. Trust me, I would not be surprised if they don't qualify out of this group and Wales pip them for second place. I can see it. it it's just one of those things where I, I'm still not so 100% sold on the on the team yet. And and Coach Greg Berhalter, I know people have their, opinion, their opinions on him. And it, it's gonna be one of those things where it's like, okay, well, is this the death? Is this the the nail in the coffin, really, for him? Uh, and again, yeah, I'm I'm obviously picking England for first. I know they struggled a lot this year, but they're just such a better team compared to everybody else. So I I would say England, and then maybe U.S. in second by a point, or maybe on goal difference. I don't know. It's gonna be one of those things. So let we'll, we'll keep it at that, and that's gonna be kind of where I stand with that. So, let's go U.S., hopefully. Group C, and this is, I think, the one that I am going to be watching the most. And, you know, mainly because, you know, Argentina. It's it's my family's, family's home country. That's where I'm going to be keeping my eyeballs on. So, that's going to be me. So, who do you have in this group with Argentina? You have Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. Let's start off with the obvious. So, let me, let me get Argentina out of the way here. So... This is most likely Messi's last World Cup. This, I think, is the best chance he has of winning it. Yes, 2014 should have won it. (laughs) They were in the final. And to be fair, it's amazing how they made that final. And that team was not good. Let's, Let's be real. They were not that great. So the fact they made the final was just a miracle in itself. Here, they better make the final. With the team they have... And just the confidence they have of playing together. And, they, and they're and they all wanting to do this for Messi. They want him to go out on top. This is his final chance. This is the last dance right here. So they have the team. They have the coach to lead them. The talent is unreal. This is their chance. And they, I mean, they finally, Messi finally won a, uh, an international trophy with Argentina with winning the Copa America last summer. They can still compete very well and this and I would say this is you know not just this isn't bias here but they are one of the five three to five teams that can win the World Cup this year they have one of the best chances of doing it yes there's going to be talk is Messi one of the best of all time well he does now have an international trophy he's basically on par with Ronaldo now in terms of that so it's gonna it, it, I know people are gonna still say hey it's still Maradona it's still Pele because you know they've won World Cups and things like that so I would I would think the conversation would continue on if Messi wins this tournament if he does and Argentina does then I think it's a, it's gonna be a serious topic of debate it's like okay now can we consider him the greatest of all time we'll see I'm not gonna get ahead of myself obviously I know as much as I want to be like oh yeah we're gonna win this I have to I have to temper myself here. So, but Argentina should breeze by this group. Anything less than first place would be a, a tragedy, honestly. So, what about second place? Who gets to join them in the round of 16? Well, I will say right now 
Saudi Arabia probably not. Let's put let's let's be real here. I don't think Saudi Arabia will make it. Will they get a point or more? Perhaps I can see them doing you know doing something to another team, but they're not gonna. They don't they don't have the talent to do it. So other than Argentina cruising, Saudi Arabia probably not making it. Maybe last place. Who knows? Will it be Mexico or will it be Poland? Let's see. Poland is not the flashiest team. They have Robert Lewandowski, and that's about it, honestly. They have maybe a couple others, but everyone knows Lewandowski. He's the man, and he's going to be the one that basically has to like have to basically carry the entire team on his back. That's his, that's his job, I think, when it comes to going to Qatar. Mexico. I don't know what's going on with Mexico. Their team looks so unorganized and so kind of confused into like what identity they're trying to have. I don't know whether it's the coach Tata Martino, Martino, I don't I I don't know. They have the opportunity to go and progress. They've always been doing that. I know it's a running joke and a meme that they are a round of 16 team. They always lose in that round. They never progress, all that fun stuff. And they have talent. I it's the thing. They have Herving, Chucky, Chucky, Chucky Lozano. Let's put it that way. They have Edson Alvarez. They have they have guys, and I can totally see them being a team. But it's so hard to think of. Like it's so hard to choose. Like what are they trying to do here? That, that's the thing. They still have, but they still have a lot of older guys as well. So, and but you look at Poland again. I mentioned Lewandowski being the guy, but you have Zielinski. You have Milik. Ah, uh, it's gonna be weird. So I'll you know what. Uh, I'm, it's like a it's like a coin flip on this one. Yeah, the last eight World Cups, Mexico has moved on to the next round. They just keep losing in that round of sixteen. Mm, do I tempt fate here? I will. I here. You know what? I will. You know what? I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna say this. Mexico is gonna change. Is gonna is gonna is gonna change up a little bit. They are not gonna lose in the round of sixteen this World Cup. They're just gonna lose in the group stage. <laughs> That's <laughs> they're changing it up. I think they're gonna become they're gonna come in third place. I really, I have so many. Ah, uh, it's hard because the rest of our podcast is basically Mexican. In the, you know we have mostly Mexican descent on our podcast. I don't myself's Argentinian. We have three others that are Mexican. We have one Cuban. So well, she yeah, her country's not in this. Let's not we're not getting there. Cuba's never making a World Cup. Let's put it that way. Uh, I want to say Mexico because it's just because like you know how who I grew up with playing soccer. I'm you know I have so many soccer friends and you know friends in general that are from they you know, are are of Mexican descent. They this is their team. They they'll die for them and everything. But I'm just so confused at what they are. I don't know if I trust them enough to progress. Poland, I will I will give it to them. I will slightly give it to them. So it will be Argentina, Poland, Group C. Group D, this is a fun one because you have two teams in this group who could t- who could theoretically win it, and I mean it, two teams. One of them you might think, huh? But if you've been watching them the last couple of years, you will understand to see you will understand why I believe they can totally become a dark horse pick, and I think they are one of my dark horses to win this tournament. So who are the teams exactly in Group D? So you have France, you have Denmark. Tunisia and Australia. Let me just start here with this. 
France is now okay. So let me a bit of a backstory with this. The teams like the teams that have won the last, I believe, I want to say four or five World Cups, they will lose in the group stage the next edition. So let's go back and say, okay, France in '98 lost in 2002 horribly. Uh, well, you can't now. I can't say Brazil because Brazil did okay in 2006. They made it out. So let's put uh, so let's say Germany. No, no, no. No, it started in 2010, I believe. Did it? Yes, I believe so. Spain won in 2010. Group stage lost 2014. Germany wins in 2014, which I'm still salty about. Lost in the group stage in 2018. Will that streak continue with France? I don't. Th- and there's no way that can happen. France is too good. Yes, there's a little, there's some cracks in the in the foundation. Let's put it that way. Watching some of their games, they're eh, it's looking a little bit dicey, but they're still way too good. I, I mean, they should be okay. You have Killian Mbappe for Christ's sakes. You should be just fine. They have one of the most stacked teams in the tournament. I still believe they'll progress. They're they're gonna buck the trend. They're not gonna lose in the group stage like the last two champions. They will be okay. Tunisia, I no, sorry, that's not. There's nothing there. I don't see it. Australia, Australia. I don't. I don't know what's been going on with that country lately in terms of soccer, but they've just not been producing results like they should be. And they and they barely made it into this into this tournament. Also, I think there was a playoff they had to go through. I. It's gonna be hard to see Australia even attempting to get second place here. They can get points maybe. You know, I think Tunisia is the one that you you'd probably pencil pencil down is the one you gotta you have to win. Now, with obviously France again, yeah, you have God that that's the lineup is stacked. You have the man who won the Ballon d'Or this year himself, Karim Benzema. You have Rafael Varane. Uh, you have you know maybe Antoine Griezmann if he steps up. Kingsley Coleman, Saliba in the back line as well. They're not going to have Pogba. They're not going to have Conte. So your midfield, your midfield is your weak point. You need people to step up big time for your midfield, which is where that's going to be their weak spot. Hugo Lloris in that. You, you can't go wrong. You're going to be okay. What of Denmark? I didn't mention them yet, but I did. I did say that there's a dark horse in this group, and that's them. I see Denmark potentially going far, perhaps semi-finals far they have a team when they're on point they run through everybody they were what almost a penalty shoot they could have been penalty shootout against England in the semi-finals of the European championships could have made the final of that could have won it honestly Denmark's are not scrubs let's put it that way they qualifying they cruised I think they scored like a couple dozen goals or more and they only lost a match. They only lost one match. Yeah, they don't have the craziest lineup, but Hilberg, Christian Eriksen, who is okay to play, thank Christ. You know, their midfield is pretty good, but it's just the cohesiveness of this club, or this nation, I should say. They can totally keep up with anybody. And I would not be surprised if they get to the quarterfinals or perhaps farther. I'm just saying this team... When they're when they're on it, they're on it, and they're so good to watch. They're so fun to watch too. So, if you if you're if you're into like a dark horse or Cinderella story, go uh, follow Denmark. That's that's my uh, that's my advice. I will be excited to watch them. And if Denmark 
can take points off of France, then you know that this team is not to be trifled with at all. So that would be me, France, and Denmark, top two. Group E, it's a little interesting. I will be I'll be honest with you. So Group E, you have Costa Rica, Germany, Spain, and Japan. Germany is coming into this needing to prove themselves. They were horrible in the last World Cup. They won in 2014, crashed in the group stage. Couldn't do it. They, they, they were poor against Mexico, and they lost to South Korea. They have to, they have to prove themselves here. They were fantastic in the group stages. The main issue, you know, maybe it's going to be injuries, of course. They, I think Leroy Sané is not going to be able to make it, which is unfortunately unfortunate. They have the they have depth on their squad. They can totally get going in this tournament. They have Muller. They have, let's say, Manuel Neuer in goal. You have a rock back there. Serge Gnabry as well. Timo Werner came back to Germany to play. He's on fire. You can't go wrong. So Germany is going to be ones to watch again. I think they're they're, they're not going to crash again in the group stage. There's no way they can, they can't do this twice in a row. It's not possible for them. Another one to look out for. I can see Japan. I don't see them making. I don't see them getting out of the group, but they are fun to watch, and they could totally take points off any team. It's totally possible. I mean, watching. I was watching the Japan Japan play the United States in a friendly not too long ago. Sure, both teams maybe not full, you know, the full A squads or whatever, but Japan just looked. So much better, free flowing. They counterattack like crazy. It's it's gonna be interesting to watch them and see what they do. Uh, but we, we don't ever know. I don't see them getting out of the group, but stranger things have happened. Just like Costa Rica. Anybody remember 2014? Uh, <laughs> somehow getting out of a group with England, Italy, and Uruguay, and making it, and we're a penalty shootout away from making the semifinal. Huh? Like hello? It's not going to happen this time. I mean, they they only made it into the tournament based on a playoff, so I don't think they have the firepower to do it this time to somehow upset a bunch of teams. And they're not going to do it to Spain. So, yeah, Spain is interesting because, yeah, it's, it's not 2010 anymore. It's not 2012 anymore. You know, they, they, it's, you know, they won all those European championships, the World Cup, but eh, they, didn't, they haven't looked so great the last couple World Cups. Obviously, 2014... Crash in the group stage. 2018, eh, it wasn't the best. The last couple Euros, you know, sure they made the semifinal in 2020, in the 2020 edition, lost to Italy, but I think they can still do something. Now, questions are going to be about the age of players. You know, Sergio Busquets might still be on the team, even though he's old and older. You have Rodri, who's going to be a rock in the, in the defensive midfield spot. So you have him. Goalkeeper is going to be interesting. I don't even know who they're going to pick because it's not David De Gea. He didn't even get he didn't even get asked. He didn't even get asked to you know be part of the the preliminary lineup. I don't know who's going to be in goal for them. That's a quite that's a big question mark because if it's not him, then you know who else could it be? I know there's like maybe three or four that could possibly do it. It's not gonna be, I don't know about Kepa. I don't think he is either. Spain. I don't know what they're going to look like. For this tournament I just don't know but I still see them getting out of the group just because they they're 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 more talented than Japan and in uh Costa Rica I, I think that's going to be the uh the main thing so 
I again, I don't, I don't want to say they're going to be bad, but like they'll get out of the group. But I don't see them really causing much harm afterwards. If you know, if if that makes sense. So I'll keep it at that. So it's going to be Germany and Spain. Group F. I don't know what to expect out of this group. This is a funky one. Like the there's it's it's not, on paper it seems obvious, but I don't know. So you have here. Morocco, Croatia, Canada, and Belgium. Can we, can we, now let's start with, um, let's start here with the obvious. It's Belgium and Croatia, who I believe are going to be the top two. But who's going to come out first place in this group? I have no idea. Belgium are a team that should have a World Cup. The last couple, they, they could have won that. They had, their team is so stacked. But the problem is just, just they can't get that they can't get over that hump and winning it all. Like you have Eden Hazard, you have Kevin De Bruyne, you have Romeo Lukaku, you have Thibaut Courtois in that. They have a team that can totally win this. They made it to the semifinals last time, lost to France. This is their chance. Like I believe this is their last chance with the team that they have. This is the last go. This is their last dance. I can say. Will they do it? I don't know. If it is a question mark, they should make it far. But we'll have to see. Croatia, obviously, they were the the surprise of the 2018 World Cup in terms of making it to the final, which was crazy. They, I mean, yeah, they lost to France, but it was just insane how they did it, too. You know, you still have Ivan Perisic. You have Luka Modric. You still have, you have Inter Milan's Brozovic in the squad. You can totally do it. Will they make the final this time? I don't think so. I don't I don't believe it's going to happen, you know, twice in a row. Croatia do have a great team. I mean, it showed when they played Argentina in the last World Cup. I mean, saw that saw that at a local bar in Detroit. That was not fun. They wiped the floor with us. Just how with how good they were. They can totally go far. I I see that happening again. But final-wise, I'm not sure, but again, crazier things have happened. Morocco is a funky team because the last World Cup, they almost made it out of the group. It was like some crazy results needed to go their way. And they actually are a fun team to watch. They are they're a team that I can totally see taking points off everybody, off of everybody in the group. They really could. And they un, if, it, if they do anything like what they did in 2018, it can happen. I predict this, this group could be chaos. It really could. And Morocco is... It's a little. They are a little underrated here, so I can. They can even come. I can come anywhere from fourth to second. That's how crazy I think it could be. Same with Canada. Now, I I personally want Canada to go far. I really do. This is the second ever time they've made a World Cup. They 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 did really good. They did really well in qualifying. They were first in Concacaf. They they kicked butt against the U.S. and Mexico. They have. Awesome players like Jonathan David, Alfonso Davies in the back, Kyle Laren. You know, if he can use his speed and just go crazy up top, why not? They they're another team that's underrated. It's weird. It is really really weird. It's again, it's their only it's their second ever World Cup. But don't say you know oh it's Canada and all they know is hockey. Well, Canada's becoming a soccer country. They are doing so well right now and. Again, it's like Morocco. They can come anywhere from last to second. Or, or you know what? Or maybe first. Who the heck knows? It's, 
it, it's weird how this group can play out. I'm still going to say it's Belgium and Croatia, but if I'm wrong, I'm not going to be upset about it. If I like, I personally, I personally want to say Canada goes, I want to see Canada go to the round of 16. That would be so epic for them. I would love that. But you know, being our Northern neighbors, I want to see it. You know, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be partially rooting, rooting for Canada in this tournament. I really am. So what is it now? Group G. Group G, you have Cameroon, Serbia, Switzerland, and Brazil. Obviously, I don't want, I don't like Brazil. Let's put it that way. You know, obviously because Argentina and all that fun stuff. They, as much as I don't want to say it, they are one of the best teams in the tournament. They are one of the, they have one of the best chances of winning it all. Just like Argentina, they went through qualifying with, with without trouble. It was a breeze. No issues. They have a ton of talent. Starting in the back line with, Ed, back in with Ederson in goal. Or you can even put Allison in goal. Who, honestly, any of the two. It, it's hard to pick who would start, honestly. It's so weird with that. You have Neymar, Vinicius Jr., Gabriel Jesus, Rodrigo, Casemiro. You know, you have so much talent on this team. It's it's crazy good, Brazil, but at the same time, it's just like, okay, I don't want them to win, but you, you understand, you know, the bias thing, but they should breeze through the group. It's theirs to lose. Can't go wrong. Uh, in terms of second place, it, it, it's really interesting to look at it because Serbia's got some talent. You have Dusan Vlahovic and Dusan Tadic as well up top. They can totally score goals without question. That's not an issue. When you look at Switzerland, though, you have a lot. Of, you have some players there. You have Jacques, Granit Xhaka, Jordan Shakiri. Switzerland are always a team that seems to qualify into the round of 16. They always make it out of group stages for anything. They made it to the quarterfinals in the last Euro, Euros. They took out France, by the way, in penalty shootout. Just saying, they can do something like that. Serbia, they haven't gone last World Cup they were at, then qualify out of the group stage. Haven't been to the last couple of Euros. Uh, I don't know. It's 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 a weird toss-up with this, to be honest. I don't know what I can expect. There is a chance that it, it, it's funky, funky the way it can go. Honestly, one of those two teams can take a point out of Brazil. They really could. Switzerland, I can see it. Maybe. But I think it's going to be... Mm, I want to say... I want to say Serbia, because it would be pretty cool to see them go again. Because they haven't done it in a while. But I like. I think Switzerland has just a little bit more cohesiveness and more. It's more refined and more talented, just a slight bit. I think they will be the second place team in this group. But again, it's a it's a to, it's a coin toss. It could be Serbia. It could be Switzerland. Cameroon. Sorry, not happen. It's not happening. But we'll, we'll we'll see how that works. So, oh, and then I forget. Yeah, Serbia has uh, Alexander Mitrovic. I forgot about that. Jesus. Yeah, he's kicking butt with Fulham. We'll see him. See what he does here in the World Cup. All right. So, my last group, which is Group H, and is another toss-up. It's another toss-up. You have Uruguay, South Korea, Portugal, Ghana. There is no favor. I don't have a favorite here, to be honest. I don't know who will come out of this group. Any of these teams can come first. Any of these teams can come last. That's how crazy it is. Let's start with South Korea because obviously what based on when I'm recording this, human son got hurt in his last game with uh, with Tottenham. I hope and I I hope and pray that he makes it 
to the tournament, he, and he's okay to play. Because without Human Sun, South Korea is not going to have the guy, like their guy. They're not going to have the one that will lead them. So if he plays, there's a chance here. If not, I don't see it. Sun is that good, and he's that important for your for your country. That having him hurt and not being able to play will be tragic for them. So what about Ghana? Ghana's interesting. They have they have guys. They still have they still have players that have been around for a while. To be honest with you, I think what Jordan Ayu might be still playing. To be honest, um, you, I know there's a somebody named Mohamed Kudus who's actually been kind of like up and coming with, with the from the nation as well. And they also have Thomas Party from Arsenal. So they have some talent. They can, I, they can totally be a team that doesn't come in last. They could totally become, become a team that's in second. I don't know. But it's obviously the, t- the other two teams here. Portugal, let's get this out of the way. You have Cristiano Ronaldo. This is probably his last World Cup. Unless he becomes a robot and keeps uh, pl- keeps on playing forever. I don't know. It, this could be his last one. Do they have a team that can win it all? No, they do not. It, they do not have that team. They have... now. Can they go far? Absolutely. Who do they have? Do they have Jao Cancelo in the back. You have Bruno Fernandes, Bernardo Silva, Diego, Diogo Jota. If he doesn't hurt himself again and he can play. They have guys. They totally do. Do they have enough to win it all? I don't think so. But weirdly, I would pick them as another dark horse just because of that talent and also because of CR7. Like, come on. You, you can't... Call them not a dark horse without because you you know because they don't they have him it's obvious. Uruguay is another one. They have older guys on the team like Diego Godin if he still if he goes. You still have Edison Cavani. Does Luis Suarez continue go to go to the World Cup? I know he left Europe and he went back home to play for his boyhood club. Does he still have enough to where he can play for the team and still can and still produce? Now you have obviously younger guys like Darwin Nunez. It can total and Rodrigo Bentancourt as well, Lucas Torreira. You have those guys in the midfield. I think it's a total, total nightmare scenario on like what to pick here. I don't know what's going to happen in this group. Now, I will say Uruguay and Portugal, personally, I think will be the ones who edge out everybody else to get the top two spots. But South Korea, if you have Human Son, if he's okay to play, they will cause issues. Ghana. May take a point or two. You, they could be the go, the ones who ruin a World Cup dream for another country by taking a point or two. They really could. So, I will give props to South Korea. I think they could do what they did in 2018 and cause some scares, cause some issues. Maybe move on. They might upset Uruguay or Portugal. Who knows? But I will slightly give it to my South American neighbors and Portugal. So... That is my, I guess, preview as well, as well as some predictions I want. So I have in the round of 16, Netherlands. I have Ecuador for Group A. I have England and barely the United States in Group B. Group C, I have Argentina and Poland. Group D is France and Denmark, who I'm saying again, look out. You never know what they could be doing. Germany and Spain come out of Group E in my prediction. Belgium and Croatia come out of Group F, although, again, Canada and Morocco, this, that's going to be fun to watch. I'm rooting for Canada. I want I want Canada to prove me wrong. Group G, I have Brazil and Switzerland, although you can 
theoretically switch Switzerland out for Serbia, and it'll probably be the same thing. So it's okay. And in Group H, I have Uruguay and Portugal. Again, what can South Korea do? What can Ghana do to help make this a little crazier? So those are my previews for each team and the World Cup. I gave also some bit of information on when the games will start, what times, where to watch, all that fun stuff. Have fun with the World Cup. I know people are going to be boycotting it because it's Qatar and everything that's going on. I understand that 100%. It, it, I, I totally get that. But at the same time, it's just like, ah, it's the World Cup. It's 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 hard to it's hard to not do it. I don't know. But enjoy, if you are going to be watching, enjoy. Have fun. Watch as many games as you possibly can, whether at home, at work, on the bus, uh, while you're studying for in, in college or wherever you may wherever you may be, have fun with it. Thank you for listening to Hyperspace Conversations, part of the Legal Aliens Network. Catch the Legal Aliens live on Twitch, with show clips posted on our YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok pages. And Hyperspace Conversations and podcast episodes can be found on all available podcast platforms.